and gentlemen, time lords and time ladies, welcome to the Lonely TARDIS, your journey through time and space and maybe dimensions. We don't know. All dimensions do or know, dementia? Yes. All we do know is that there's three companions ready to take you on this incredible, crazy journey this week into the world of Doctor Who. I am... Dolly Domofsky. I am also Dolly Domofsky. Joining me, also a companion, one Sean Norton. Why'd you introduce yourself twice? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out later in this episode. And also, 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 not an also, but continuing the introductions, one Marcus Beer. Yeah, fucking also. You're also a doctor. Uh, in fact, from now on, I'm also Dali Domofsky. <laughs> Sean, I think you should also be Dali Domofsky, Dali Domofsky. Introducing Sean Norton as Dali Domofsky. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This is the Dali Domofsky TARDIS. I mean, hey, we're just passengers. You know, at, at this point in uh, this these last few years of Doctor Who, we really are just passengers. We don't know what the... Pardon my, pardon my French. We don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. <laughs> Hey guys, Dally swore. It's like when Dally swears, it's like Captain America swears. I think that That's actually true. pushes. Language. Yeah, that pushes the uh, the podcast into a whole different group of listeners. Um, yes, push it, Willie Bumfart. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. I may bleep myself, but who knows? Um, <clears throat> anyways, this week, gentlemen, we're going to talk about Fugitive of the Jadoon, uh, which was, whoo, who lordy, that was an episode, um, quite an episode, in fact. Uh, let me do a super quick recap. The Jadoon show up in uh, Gloucester. Is that how you guys say it with all the extra letters in there, but not correctly? Yeah. Um, it's pronounced It's pronounced Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire, Worcestershire. Um, no, the doctor uh, is trying to find out why the Jadoon are there. It interviews Lee and Wraith Clayton. Um, come to find out that uh, Lee gets killed, uh, uh, Ruth and the doctor escape to a uh, church or a lighthouse or whatever. And uh, Ruth reveals herself to be also the doctor, um, taking a device that you know, break the glass and your memory comes back. And uh, then Gat, who is on, was hunting this iteration of the doctor, Ruth doctor. Dr. Ruth, whoa. Um, <laughs> Let uh, me tell you about your sonic screwdriver up. obsession. Oh, that's very good. Uh, shows up and, uh, yeah, says she was hunting her the whole time. They kill her, and then they appear, uh, and then they kind of take off. Ruth Ruth disappears. Oh, also, Captain Jack is back. Uh, hey, that was, a, that was a crazy synopsis because this was a crazy-ass episode. Can I just say my contributions tonight are brought to you by Hakutsuru Sake. Ooh, one nice. Large, one one liter bottle of so. I think um, you may cover that the entire the entire episode. By the well, by the end of the episode, I might not be able to even say Tardis. <laughs> Sean, are you drinking anything important, or are you just ready to sleep? No, no, I'm. I don't think there's enough alcohol in the galaxy. Oh, uh, I think Sean doesn't like this episode. I was going. No, to I think get, I think Sean's I, a racist, misogynist, unicorn, or lesbian. I was going to get some coffee, but then Marcus convinced me to open up the special cabinet and get my Jack Daniel's Tennessee honey whiskey. So that's what I'm. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, Sean. You must have a can of something somewhere. Come on, you're I in think PR. if I got hammered, huh, PR. I think if I got hammered, it still wouldn't make me feel as fucked up 
and confused as this episode did. <laughs> All right, well, go and well, drink some friggin' bleach or something. I don't know, whatever floats your boat. You got some glue? Come on. That's right, Lonely Tardis, encouraging substance abuse since 2000. <laughs> 2000 something something. Drinking glue, apparently. Apparently. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we were just uh, talking about the anniversary of this podcast and all the twists and turns. We'll get, we'll figure something out. Later. Anyways, uh, forget about that. Let's talk about this, this episode of uh, the future of the Jadoon. I don't even know where to start. I honestly, <laughs> usually it's like, well, Hey, tell me how you like, or feel about this episode, Marcus or, or Sean or Doc. And now I, I don't, I'm, I don't. Uh, okay. Hand, hands uh, in the air I, emoji. I, I mean, that's all I can think. Can of. I, can I suggest yes, that we, please. uh, we go to the person who's watched it most recently and is super fresh in his mind, mm. and he has no alcohol in him because apparently he's not a proper PR person. Um, <laughs> let's go to Mr. Sean, spelled S E A N. We now go live Norton. to Sean Norton on the scene, having just finished the Doctor Who episode. Sean, tell us what you saw. And, and does she know? Does your newly your newly married wife uh, know how dull and boring you've become? I mean, dude, come on. Can you dial back the girl. accent? You're like Jody. I can't understand half of what's coming out of your mouth. Can you speak look you, more American? Look you now see, isn't it lovely? What? <laughs> you people just make up words and string them together. <laughs> Largest place name in Europe. There you go. Oh my and that Lord. proves I'm still sober. <laughs> Does it? He said by the end he won't be able to say TARDIS, but he'll probably be able to say this backwards. Uh, he could say whatever he wants, and we'd have to take him to face. Anyway. Um, yes. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I really don't. I. Uh, I'll, let me say this. We I, jumped off the couch when Jack showed up. Yes, I was going to say, for I, you, your tweet, uh, basically just saying 15 minutes in, holy shit, was, was yeah. yeah. Well, I think I, I, I mean, I did the same thing, didn't I? Yeah. I was like 15 yeah. minutes in before you hit that first commercial break, that voice. And look, I figure, you know, yeah. Sean, Sean is obviously, you know, he's still in a state of shock of, or, or, or a state <laughs> of something or the state of New Jersey. One of the oh, two. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. When you heard that voice, it was like, oh, my. And look, the reason that voice resonated so quickly for me is that I have spent you know, my wife is away in Vegas working at a uh, uh convention for the, for the last three or four days and so i decided to watch every episode of torchwood oh, from the beginning nice. all the way through oh, wow. uh the highs of children of earth the lows of miracle day um so yes john barrowman uh i mean obviously i sent that tweet out on saturday night after watching children of earth demanding from bbc wales that we have um torchwood back with uh, Eve Miles and John Barrowman, and uh, it needs to be in filmed in Wales, and it needs to be run by Russell T. Because uh, I, I I'm I can't trust anybody else apart from Russell T. to um, run the Hoovers. And I will actually um, I'm going to I'm going to non sequitur and just go off at a tangent for for a minute. It's amazing that a decade ago, when Russell T. Davis was in charge, we had some of the strongest episodes of Doctor Who. It was at its highest popularity with uh, David Tennant. We had Torchwood. We had the Sarah Jane Adventures. And it looked like the the Doctor Who universe was being expanded and there was going to be, you know, the, the possibilities were limitless. I mean, it was expanding at a rate that would make Kevin Feige marvel blush 
And then we got Moffat to did. Um, and since Moffat, the Doctor Who universe has shrunk more than the testicles of a Republican politician when uh, asked to uh, impeach the current president. Uh, ooh, a bit of politics controversial. Um, and I, it's just a shame. I mean, we had class, which was yeah. not good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and look, Sarah Jane Adventures aimed at the after, you know, the after school younger crowd, but still really good sci-fi. Helmed by Russell T. Torchwood, more adult focused, embraced Children of Earth, the absolute pinnacle of it. Um, but since then, it's been like the BBC. I don't know what's happened there, where you know they've hired people in Moffat and now Chibnall, who you know. And look, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually give Chibnall some props in a minute, but Moffat in particular, who was so concerned with shrinking that universe. Um, we saw River, which he created, so obviously River was going to be in there. But we didn't see Torchwood. We didn't see Captain Jack. No. Um, we saw we you know we lost a lot of those touchbacks to previous stories. Um, and now I'm going to defend you know and praise Chimel here in that Torchwood has had several mentions, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course yeah we saw the gloriousness. That is John Barrowman, OBE, um, who is just a absolute force of nature. Um, I mean, he's barely uh, you know. aging. It's incredible. <laughs> he, he does not age, not even an arrow. He doesn't, doesn't age on the CW. Hmm. I'm having trouble hearing you. Uh, apparently, my Apple Watch is having <laughs> trouble hearing me. That was my Apple Watch. I actually wow. pre- accidentally pressed it. That's um, yeah, well, um, John Barrowman's enjoying the Palm Springs life. He well, lives I think uh, about Apple three watch, hours away from me. I think the Apple Watch chimed in because she doesn't understand why you're being positive at the moment. She is usually used to your negativity towards the Chibnall seasons, and all of a sudden, I'm having trouble hearing you. There's something positive coming through the airwaves. Apparently, Marcus's brain has left the building. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just want to – because obviously we're having this discussion yes, before we yes. fired up the uh, you know, the podcast. This show has been running for almost 10 years now, and I've been on board podcast, for yes. – you know, I've been I've been on board for quite a few of them, thankfully. I mean, you know, it made me so happy when you guys invited me to be um, a regular. Um, but yeah, it's just a shame that the BBC has squandered these opportunities. I mean, Doctor Who Confidential went by the by, oh, and I think yeah, it's no yeah. it's no coincidence that Doctor Who's popularity and look, I'm not. You know, I'm not blowing smoke here when I say it's declined somewhat mm-hmm. um, since the heyday of the dream team, if you will, of Russell T. Davis, David Tennant, mm-hmm. and we had Barrowman and Eve Miles and, you know, the the Torchwood crew and Liz Sladen, who, you know, rest in peace, an amazing, an amazing actress who, you know, will always be, be missed. Um and look, I'm not saying Russell T was perfect. Yeah, he did some stinky things mm. in the name of soap opera science fiction. But I Did he have the episode where the people got absorbed into that monster and the one guy's face was on the monster's butt? Wasn't yes. that Russell T. David? Yeah. And Fear yeah. Her and a bunch of others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, continue. Um, I, no, I just I just think that. You know, I mean, we had the Doctor Who experience in Cardiff, which is now gone. Um, 
which is disappointing to me. I mean, there were so many great production people who worked on it, who've gone on to other things. But it just seems that Doctor Who's become way, way more narrow in its focus, firstly under Moffat. And I'm not, you look, he had some standout episodes. I will forever love him for Day of the Doctor. Um, and, you know, um, you know, under Chibnall also, but at least Chibnall has touched back to Torchwood. And I will compliment and praise Chibnall for the reintroduction and the surprise reintroduction of Jack Harkness because mm-hmm. we need we need more of that. We need something that touches back to RTD and even before that, which is something Moffat was loath to do. Um, I mean, this is obviously an aside with regards to the wrecking ball that both Moffat and um, Chibnall have taken to Doctor Who canon, and we'll discuss more of that later. Um, so I'm actually going to go ahead um, and say, and this will freak you out, in that I like the episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I like it as a self-contained thing currently, because I don't, I, I genuinely don't know where the fuck any of this is going. That's I mean, what that, I love. That's why I like. That's yeah. why I like yeah. the episode. And, and look, yeah. the only re- I, I, up until, and I will say again, this is how fickle I am. I will say up until about an hour ago, um, you know, just to bring our loyal listeners in, we do talk offline. We talk on uh, Twitter, you know, Twitter DMs and various other things. Up until you sent that article, and I got thinking. Um, hmm. It fixed a lot of things to me. My main issue with that with that episode last night, and I know, Dali, you probably want to do a... Do you want to do a recap? I did. Or should I just say, a fuck super it, basic please? recap. Go ahead. Just continue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Go watch the bloody thing. If you listen to this and you haven't watched the episode, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, this is the article from The Mirror that you're t- referencing, correct? Yes, I am. Yes. Uh, my main issue would have been that Ruth would have been what I like to call Dr. Prime or the Prime mm. Doctor, which is William Hartnell, uh, would have preceded him, rather. And that I have issue with. Because, and look, yeah, yes, I know young woke people, 21st century, blah, blah, blah. William Hartnell is literally an old white man, but to, t- you know, the in- oh, Jesus Christ, she's off again. Actually, she just called up Doctor Who Wikipedia. Is I'm your watch my- drunk? It's my Apple Watch. Well, no, when I when I uh, raise my wrist back, it hits the button and she starts listening. So the watch is off. Um, so yeah, William Hartnell, his legacy was he was the first Doctor, and he was an actor who was down on his luck, and he became something, and he built something that stood the test of time, that launched this series yeah. that we've loved for just 55 watch that, plus years. watch that movie An Adventure in Space and Time because it really is a beautiful uh, depiction of Hartnell. Exactly. And I would I would fight someone who would want to take that away from him. I have got no problem with, uh, with Ruth being uh, an, an incarnation of the Doctor who falls perhaps between Hartnell and Troughton um, as long as it's explained properly as to why we, we've never known of her before um i just don't want her to be a pre-prime because it just seems like that's where chibnall looks like oh he's reading twitter feeds he's reading um posts and he's just drawing up a list of how to piss people off 
if he handles this, and we know this is going to be an ongoing thing because so many questions are left unanswered. And this is, you know, this is perhaps another issue I have with the episode is that so much shit is hanging in the air right now. Um, but if this comes through and is handled in a smart way, in my opinion, and is, you know, continues through and is explained properly, where we see that she is actually the second you know, the first regeneration of the Doctor after Hartnell, and she comes in um, before Troughton. Mm-hmm. It makes it that begins to actually make a whole lot of sense because obviously we've had we've been in the situation before with the War Doctor, and I am not going to be that guy who is a dick about Ruth coming in. She was kind of a badass. I, she was. She's a bad, super badass. Amazing, awesome. amazing. I mean, obviously he's lifted that you know the chameleon arch and everything from. Mm-hmm you know, the sound yeah. of drums and, 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 and so on. Um, but yeah, she's, she's awesome. Her TARDIS really is retro. I prefer her TARDIS to the, uh, you know, organic life affirming crystal crap that we've got with Jodie right now. Um, she's amazing. You know, she's an amazing actress. Her and the scenes with her and Jodie work as comparable. Yeah. They were at the same level for me as uh, watching, um, you know, Tennant and Smith or Smith and Tom Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the the banter was there. It was, the writing was super tight. I don't know how much of that was Chibnall. I doubt much of it at all. Uh, so, yeah, if they, if they come back and say, all right, she's actually the second Doctor, and this is why she was erased uh, from the memory, and this is how... You know, I mean, obviously, we saw a regeneration from Hartnell to Troughton. I was going to say. If they can figure out a way to explain that, um, that would be absolutely fantastic. Because, look, there's no way that a doctor who precedes Hartnell, in my mind, can have a police call box as a, box as a TARDIS. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. That's a great point. And obviously the article you shared from the mirror talked about the sonic screwdriver and how um, they posited that the sonic screwdriver was uh, meant that she came in between um, Troughton and John Pertwee. But I did a little Googling and it was Troughton who created the sonic screwdriver. Yeah. Um, uh, so this is where she comes in as the second doctor. Doctor 1.5 right now until we're clarified and then official second doctor. And I'm down with that. I'm wow. down with just nudging things out because I don't want, like I said, I don't want to predate Hartnell. Hartnell to a whole generation of British kids was the grandpa they didn't have because he was lost in the war. Mm-hmm. I'm talking World War Two. He's the grandpa that died in a coal mine. I mean, he became this wise old figure for a whole generation who didn't have fathers or grandfathers. And he created a role that resonates almost 60 years later. And I don't want Chibnall being a dick and taking that away from him. If he does, then it's time to really, and I'm going to rally the troops. It's going to be taxi for Chibnall time. We're going to, we're going to march. We're going to march. Well, no, I mean, you know what, you, you know what, we're living cancel culture. I don't want to cancel Doctor Who, um, but you know, I would love for him to actually give the nod back to Hartnell and and explain this in an, an interesting way. Because so far, Ruth is really interesting, phenomenally acted, 
obviously we've been, we've been through the chameleon arch thing before we uh, you know we didn't know that she was going to be the doctor uh my money was that she was going to be the rani or something based on other discussions we had but i thought it was impeccably acted i thought jodie whittaker was great i think the fact that they yanked the three uh companions out and they got doc uh, they got um, jack hartnest um that that kiss between jack and bradley walsh was just so funny um and I mean, obviously, I know Jack's got to be back. There's no yeah. way you can oh, yeah. waste a John Barrymore. Uh, Jar- he John said Barrowman so as much, right? He said, I'll be there. He said something that. that well, no, he actually said, I actually watched an interview with him where he said, I'll be back at the drop of a hat. He is not saying he's coming back. Okay. But I thought, but it, I thought there was a line in the episode, but maybe I'm maybe When I'm the mistaken. doctor needs him, he'll be there. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but I mean. But Chibi that says also... that he's not coming back this season, but who knows if Chibi's telling the truth. We, we don't know if Chibi's telling the truth. That's correct. What do we know about Chibi? Chibi yeah. lies. Chibi lies. Does he lie? Or is he just kind of incompetent? <laughs> no, I mean, like, so, like last it's season... a little from told... column A and a little from column B. You are so, welcome here. Yeah, welcome wanna, Chinese menu. This, I want to throw this question at you, Marcus. Um, because, first of all, I'm very much in the same boat as you are on on this. I, this is the first Chibnall episode I'm going to rewatch because I want to rewatch it. Not because I have to prep for this podcast or because I forgot. I I want to rewatch this episode because I am legitimately intrigued by where things are going. The acting for uh, Graham, you know, uh, he was terrific as usual, you know, grandpa Graham, um, uh, Jack Harkness just always ter- their interaction was great. How he is, perp- he is now the purposefully campy Jack that we've always we've always dreamed and wanted. That sort of disappeared with some of the stuff from Children of Earth and, and Torchwood, but now he's back. You know, um, I, I, what is really interesting to me is I wonder, and I want to ask this maybe to, to both you guys really. The reception that we're giving to Dr. Ruth right now, who I, again, I think she's an absolute badass. She is the, God, she's the doc, she's the 13th doctor that I kind of wish we got. Someone who is very self-confident, um, not someone bubbly, I guess, like Jody. Jody is sort of, her, her iteration is. Uh, but um, would we have this reception towards Ruth if we didn't have a female Dr. 13? Yes, I think we would. I mean, look, um, I have said before, apart from Jody's super annoying Sheffield accent, and people who live in Sheffield, come at me. Seriously, <laughs> your accent is fucking they disgusting. Have a soccer, they don't even have any football teams. Over, almost a oh, no, they line. do. They have two. They have Sheffield Wednesday and Sheffield United. Sheffield United, who are going actually very well. But um, i got to say, your accent's really fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> Jody's a phenomenal actress yes, who... This episode oh, man. was one of the few where we got to see those chops in action. And she, you know, a uh, you know, couple of times last season, and not really this season, but a couple of times last season and this episode mm-hmm. in particular, she got to chew up some scenery. She got to deliver a, a new side of her that wasn't, uh, oh, all right, they're family, it was, there was, that, blah, blah. There were broad church moments in this episode because she was doing a little bit of investigation with, the, you know, digging up the TARDIS. She, the moment I think what, it sticks in my mind, her, her face, 
the utterly the utter confusion in her face, which mirrored basically us watching this episode. But there are great oh, yeah. there are great screen caps of her finding out that she's not the, that her life is a lie, basically, um, for all we know. And that I thought she did that so well. Uh, it, it, it it's as if the life was kind of simultaneously pulled from her, and yet at the same time. She is genuinely, the doctor is genuinely confused as to what the hell is going on. And I thought she did a knockout job portraying that emotion of what is going on right now. And you start to, weirdly for me, um, you start to think, man, maybe I kind of don't feel as bad for the master. And, you know, because it's like, oh, wow, she's kind of going through this emotional roller coaster all in one like five minute span, uh, and it's it's blowing her mind. It's blowing our minds. And it, w- Sean, we've like totally we've drowned you out this episode. I'm sorry. You remember when you were like, "Let's start with you." <laughs> <laughs> well, you were like, "I don't really know." <laughs> Apparently, you sound like Sarah Pillen now. Um, that was like go a, ahead, Sean. Like Sean. For, for so Sean, Sean, you saw it. You hey, I, I just wanted to give you more time to f- formulate your thoughts. No, I, I love hearing once again about Moffat. That's that's cool. It's, it's totally, this wasn't time. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> Doctor Who. We're, to- we're talking. We're, to- we're talking about the Outsider on HBO. Oh, I gotta start watching that. We'll get it. It's I, amazing. I don't know what that is, but I will look into it after this episode. Um, I I'm with you. This. I thought Jodie killed it. I, I thought she she really her acting when she was walking away after after the other doctor. What do we call? It? Do we just call her the doctor now? Doctor yeah, Ruth. She's Doctor uh, Ruth. Ruth. <laughs> no, uh, um, she is she is the, do- she's the she's doctor Ruth. as she's much Ruth. as 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 well as uh, as John Hurt was. Um, as yes. as far as I'm concerned, you know, right. she has a TARDIS, the biometrics yeah. match. She is the doctor. Um, She's an iteration thereof, in my opinion. Agreed. I just didn't know how to this like. All right, so Jody Doc and Ruth Doc, right? So as as Joe Doc is leaving, um, just the pain and confusion and everything on her face, and then sitting yes. in her TARDIS, and then like she gets this good news that like, oh wow, Jack, really? Holy shit! So there's like a brief glimpse there, and then she's sitting there, and she's just so cl- like she. To me, I. I I pulled from that scene that that she knows something real bad is going on with yeah. all of this, right? But she's more confused than anything, so it's almost like a subconscious instinct of hers. And then watching her friends, because I refuse to call them the fam, but watching her friends and companions sort of pull her back from the brink, and watching her sort of like coming back to life, and like the little a little glimpse of a half a smile, like the lips being reminded, like you know, you're awesome, and you save people, and you save us. Like that was phenomenal. Like her best work by. Far, yeah. Since she showed up in her first episode, um, I, yeah, I, she was wonderful. The the new Doctor mystery is is fascinating. Um, genuinely afraid of what it means <laughs> because I I know what I want, which is yeah. a divergent timeline or a divergent universe. Um, and I know what I'm going to get, which is some pre Hartnell bullshit, and the, the police box isn't going to make any sense. Um, but. Yeah, the implications of a of a of a war hungry Gallifrey and a doctor who uses weapons and tricks people into killing themselves and and swings guns around the room and rips Jadoon horns off like that's awesome. That it is awesome, but like it is a it is it's so it is, wild. I, I wonder if it was Venusian Aikido. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I can't think of a bigger game changer since Matt Smith went back into his own time stream and then John Hurt walked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like this, this flips the script. This changes the show, potentially, if he sticks this landing in a way that we probably haven't seen since Moffat was setting up the 50th. And yeah. outside of that, possibly never in the modern era. Like, I don't know. Like, she's just, she's just like the opposite of our current doctor in in every way. Like, she's she's mean and she's violent and she's kind of murderous. Like, uh, and but it's but it's not good, right? I mean, maybe it's good when we see more context, but it's it's sort of the antithesis of everything we have sort of grown to love about this character. And I'm just so fascinated of the evolution of, of, of this potential timeline and, and where she comes from or which Gallifrey she comes from, our universe or, or not. Like, it, it's just stunning. It is stunning. And, and I just, we're in. Like, we're, we are in for, I, I think Val put it best. You know, she's like, uh, no, I don't think you're boring or lame just because you don't drink. But what I do think is that, um, this is the first time I've cared about the season of Who in, in, since Capaldi left. So, um, and that's because we have no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> like, like, we have no idea. And if he doesn't stick the landing, I could absolutely see a wide contingent of fans just noping the fuck out. Like, just yeah. being like, I'm yeah. done. Like, this is too much. This is, uh, but then I could see a whole bunch of other people being like, who cares? Like, it'll, it'll be another retcon that other writers deal with down the road. Um, I don't know which camp I fall into yet. When I had heard the rumors, uh, I thought I was pretty firmly in the fuck that I'm out. This is too much. This guy sucks. I'll come back around when he's gone. Yeah, we had those rumors that we were kind of sending back and forth to each other. Yeah, but now the more and more I think about it, it's just like I don't know. I, I agree. I think it would be disrespectful to everything that has already been established and to Hartnell and everything that's happened. And I don't know, man. Like I don't know. It, it is a potential game changer, and I just can't wrap my head around it. This is um, <clears throat> introducing a Doctor One Point Five. I think uh, you know, like Mark Marcus saying. I think that that it, to me that's fine because you don't uh, break sort of the. It's like all right. It's like you have a balloon and you got tape on the balloon, and if you poke the tape, the balloon's not going to pop. But if you poke anywhere else on the balloon, it'll pop. I think these One Point Fives. This doctor and the war doctor, those are the tape. They're like, okay, it's, it's stuff that's sort of not going to mess up the surface area. It's, oh, I'm get, really getting into some, some good physics discussions right now. Maybe it's pretty yeah. good on the show. Um, it's not going to compromise what the balloon is, what this, what this show is. But I think if you go for the jugular and you really try to pop that balloon, then it's no longer a balloon. And this is, if he screws this up, if he does not stick this landing, if he says, like the rumors are out there. You can go ahead and read the rumors, but essentially it's to like, you know, there's there this isn't the first doctor, he's not Doctor Prime anymore, blah blah blah. Um then it will change what Doctor Who is. And that is scary because the show has the show has always worked. It's worked and it's it it can pick itself up because it has a very strong foundation and understanding of what it actually is. And you really want to be in shows, in any show, sci-fi. I look at The Expanse. The Expanse is my favorite sci-fi show on TV. Um, It's on Netflix. It's on Amazon. You guys definitely check it out. So good. It's so good. Phenomenal writing. Granted, yes, they have books to to build up on. Uh, But 
it knows exactly what the show, it knows what it is. It knows what it's about, and it sticks to that, and it pulls from that, but it doesn't break that. And I think great shows really focus on focus on their core and their element. They don't, they, it's sort of this back-to-basics approach to storytelling, and that works. I'm, I'm in the camp with you as well, Sean, because if he does not stick this landing, if he throws just some wild monkey wrench and says, you know what, everything you know about the Doctor is completely wrong, then that changes the Doctor, changes Doctor Who in ways where it's no longer Doctor Who, where it becomes Doctor's Who. And that, to me, is not interesting anymore. It's a different show. There's no... Then it's just a, you know, who's the latest Bond instead of, um, you know, it, 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 it would compromise what makes Doctor Who Doctor Who. Which which is that fear because you know Doctor Who constantly lives in fear. Yeah, this this Doctor is the thirteenth plus fourteenth whatever um, iteration of the Doctor, but we know that it's it's going to end eventually. Every three to four to five seasons, we get a new Doctor because that's that's how it goes. And when we do get a new Doctor, this Doctor always knows there's weight behind their loss. And so if Chibnall does not stick this landing, then all of that weight, all of that feeling disappears, and it's no longer, um, you know, you don't make that connection to the Doctor. Now you're just waiting for the next Doctor. Wow, I spoke a lot. Sorry. No, it's okay. I got physics, too. I have fucking balloons. It's just, yeah. I think I agree with everything you said, um, especially the physics. Oh, physics. (laughs) Physics in the evening. Physics is other time. You can have physics on a bagel. This what did you guys think about the Jadoon and, and Gat? Let's, let's kind of switch things up real quick. Can, really quick, can I just touch on something before yeah. we do that? Yeah. Because I, I, this Ruth thing is just so monumental. What do you guys think is the reason? Like, I, I almost feel like we got tonal whiplash from Chibi here, right? Mm-hmm. Because we spent the entire first season of this run adamantly ignoring the past, adamantly ignoring everything that came before, and and only at New Year's did we get a Dalek, but everything was new enemies and not even mentioning like where she came from and things she's done and fought and companion, whatever. And now this season is just fucking bananas with the fan yeah. service. Yeah. It is bananas. And like I just feel like he's pulling like twist out of twist out of twist. And I don't like what do you think changed? Do you think that he kind of always had this plan? I, or do you think I don't there think was so. sort of like a backlash from last season? And because he, he like, it, there's plenty of stories going around that this dude who has wanted to apparently he's always wanted to work on this show has had some master plan in his mind for this character since for forever, and he's absolutely going to execute it over three or four years or whatever it's going to be. Do you think this is that's true? And this is part of that, like he I, always wanted to do since he was like a little made baby chibi or like a chiblet, a chiblet. I um I'm gonna Chibino. throw in with. Uh, I think it was it, not necessarily the backlash, but the sinking ratings because the biggest, uh, the highest ratings they got, and it had almost 11 million UK viewers, was the woman who fell to Earth. Since that episode, it has plummeted. The finale, like six or seven, right? F- the finale for last season, the battle, the that really dumb battle of Ranscore of Kolos, six point six five resolution, yeah. which was the New Year's episode last year, was seven. Um, only because that was only yeah. going this year. Only two episodes have gotten past uh, uh, Spyfall, and Spyfall Part Two went past six million. 
Um, and they're both they're both below seven million. So for a it's four million less than the debut from the previous season. I think that is what the dot and of course all this stuff has been um, you know done ahead of time or this season has been recorded ahead of time and so on. But I think those plummeting ratings. And not just that they're plummeting, because yeah, well, you're going to have some. It's going to happen every season. But how quickly they dropped with fans being unhappy with the direction of the doctor, I think that may have been a huge factor in what he wanted to do. Well, I mean, I'm hoping there is somebody at the BBC who is trying to rein him in. Mm. Um, I mean, this is where the BBC and look, the BBC is under a lot of different stresses mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. With the current government, um, I would, I, I just hope that there is some sort of curator, there is some sort of Kevin Feige character. I'm not going to say Kathleen Kennedy because Mandalorian apart, Star Wars has dropped into yeah. real WTF mode. Um, and I look, I like the Last Jedi. I'm going to say it. Yeah, I like. Um, it. I didn't like the Rise of Skywalker because oh, like it just shows. Uh, J.J. Abrams is a remake hack. Yep. Um, I mean, he just remade Jedi with some extra yeah. bits. Um, so, yeah, the BBC should have somebody like that because while we have the current flavors of the month that are excellent, and, you know, we had Orphan, Orphan Black, which was great. Um, we had the um, the show with Sandra Oh. I'm blanking on the title. Uh, that is also Killing. great, but Killing, Killing Eve. Eve. Again, flavor of the month, award Yankee in. Great, great, great. Love it. But Doctor Who should persist. Doctor Who should be a mainstay. The Whoverse should be, and this taps back to what in my, my rant earlier. We should be looking at Torchwood. We should be looking at new spin-offs. I mean. The fact that we haven't had uh, a spin-off of um, the Silurian character and her oh, wife, gosh, and yeah. Um, yeah. you know, uh, and uh, the Sontaran character from, and again, yeah. brain. I'm sorry, my brain is not one hundred percent right now. Um, but we had from Moffat's era. Why didn't we have a spin-off with them in Victorian London? That would have been so successful if handled properly, and. The BBC has been extremely neglectful in the way it's handled who since Russell T. Davis has stepped away. They were, ha- you know, I mean, when Russell T. was in charge, merchandise sales were through the roof. There was a wide variety of, of merchandise sales. They carried through uh, into the Moffat era, uh, started the decline after Matty Smith left. And, you know, again, Capaldi, wonderful guy. He didn't get much to work with. Um, but Doctor Who should be more, it should be more of a cultural, um, you know, event property than it actually is. I mean, you know, we have this VR experience that's kind of shuttled out. There doesn't seem to be a plan at the BBC, and that is a problem that, that, uh, that I have with them right now. To have somebody come in and say, all right, well, you're the showrunner, but I'm the czar. And no, you can't redo Dr. Prime. Mm-hmm. You can't do this, this, and this. You can do this. You, you want to put Ruth in as a doctor in between one and two? That's fantastic. Let's do that. How can we build on that? 
and it doesn't have to be parallel universe. You know, we, we you know we touched on that during Russell T's day uh, era with um, the origin of the Cybermen, um, and it was you know it was good. It brought them back in in a different way. Uh, horrible, you know, delete catchphrase, but. You know, why aren't we more uh, exploring this? Why isn't Torture back? We know John Barrowman's available. We know Eve Miles is being uh, is available. And, and Torture doesn't have to be a yearly series. You know, why can't we have more Children of Earth's-esque event series where it's like, okay, Torture's coming back in 2022. Five-night miniseries. Boom, 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 boom. Global. Done. Great. High-quality writing. High-quality cast. That is the Hoovers. Does the Doctor drop in? Okay, maybe he does. Who else do we talk about? Madame Vastra. Madame Vastra and her crew is a character who deals with what goes on when the Doctor's not there. And that's something that this, you know, could be done instead of the BBC, you know, trying to piss all over Channel 4 with knockoffs of the Great British Baking Show. I know reality TV is cheap. I know you're under, you know, pressure from uh, from the fascists and the Tory government. But come on, this could be a huge global money spinner. Get with the damn program. And that's me. Yeah. Sean, Sorry about that. Anything, Sean? Right. You have anything to say about that? No, no, the man's got to work through some stuff, you know. He's basically the, the, the incarnation of Jody this week, working through some things. I'm going to let him have it. Okay. No, no, I'm sorry. Look, I, I, look, I'm sitting and I'm looking at, you know, John. Uh, I'm looking at John Hurt. I'm looking at David Tennant. I'm looking at Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi. I'm looking at Tom Baker. I'm looking at old school Cyberman. I'm looking at uh, old school Davros. I am looking at a... William Hartnell collectible with his original TARDIS. Mm. And I'm looking at River Song. I'm looking at, you know, the Donna Noble character. I mean, I have all these collectibles. I have a I have a Doctor Who mug that's just full of sonic screwdrivers, different iterations. Are you telling me the best we can do for Doctor Who is a series written by somebody who you know, it doesn't seem to want to do it on a regular basis mm-hmm. and is happy to churn out 90% crap while pushing, you know, an agenda designed to piss off a hardcore fan base. But when he does write well, he writes really, really well. And maybe he can't be the guy writing every episode. Maybe he can only come in to do the touches. Maybe he should be the overarching, so, you know, whatever. So here, here's, here's one thing to, to note. <clears throat> This week's episode, Fugitive of the Jadoon, was directed by Anita Manzur, who also directed last week's Nikola Tesla's End of Terror, which we also kind of liked. Um, we did indeed. Yes. And so uh, uh, this was written by um, Vinay Patel and Chris Chibnall. So it wasn't just Chris Chibnall. But um, Vinay Patel has, has worked on, you know, uh, uh, you know, he contributed to Doctor Who last year. Um, the Demons of the Punjab, which I kind of liked. Uh, I believe I remember liking that one. Um, but uh, uh, so, yeah, this wasn't just uh, Chibnall. So I mean, it, this may be a case of Chibnall coming in and sort of tying a few loose ends in or having that kind of overall overall look. But um, I think there's... <clears throat> he keeps going deep t- into lore, too. Yeah, he keeps yeah. those deep callbacks. There was terrific 
callbacks in this episode. There was terrific deep lore in this episode, and I think um, I, I I'm not gonna say I'm hopeful for anything because we know how this how this ends whenever we say we're hopeful for something. But I think for what this episode did, which was take the Jadoon, which I love, I I really enjoy the J- the Jadoon and the Santarids. I think are two of my favorite under underutilized characters in the in the Hooniverse because they did a great job with the Jadoon this year. Uh, the, um, this episode, by the way, I think they did a little bit newer animatronics, so they they actually looked a little more. Oh realistic. yeah, they look great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just crazy they got sidelined in their own episode again. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know, and, and and Gat, I'm really upset that Gat's gone. Because she was she was a Gallifreyan and you know ready to go, but um, the yeah. I w- I will say the only thing the only thing that bugged me about this episode was that people died and the doctor did not care. And we've talked about this in the past. Where the doctor doesn't seem to care when people literally get vaporized in front of her, which happened a few occasions in this. Who did she see die that she didn't care about? Because she sure yeah. she. Well, she, she was saw not Gat. happy. Gat she was, was the only, happy. yeah. That Gat was the only one she saw die. She yes. uh, and then um, she, she did pissed. see the videotape of the of Ruth's yeah. husband uh, die. Lee. But she was, she was, you know, she was pissed. I mean, she was pissed at Ruth when she had the the weapon. She was pissed at Ruth when the weapon back fired. Maybe uh, it's just a Chibnall thing to like just have death. It, it, it the poor little old lady, by the way, <laughs> I can't remember her oh, name. Oh yeah. She yeah. she gets upset that she spent nine months, uh, you know, knitting uh, knitting a sweater, and then she gets she loses that sweater, and then she just gets shot by the by the Jadun, and, and we never hear from her. To me, those are sort of those are kind of bummers because they're comical death instead of putting any weight to. to That's death. happened a lot though. There's been a lot of Moffat and Russell T Davies episodes that start out with randos. Were they okay? I might have to murdered. I might have to go back and. And take a look at, oh I, yeah, I, and it I, starts the central mystery I stuff. It was say, sad with the old lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah we. The old lady, I mean, the old lady had some punch because, again, we're yeah. not people, you know, um, sort of like dying. But people do die at the beginning of episodes. Yeah. It's yeah. when they yeah. die in front of the doctor. That's when we see, okay. like, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, true to form, I mean, you know, the lecture she gave herself when, um, you know, uh, the other Time Lord, um, you know, the the weapon backfired on them. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, you know, and Ruth, I think, you know, gave her every chance. And Ruth was interesting because, you know, to me, that harkened back to Genesis of the Daleks and um, Tom Baker's line, do I have the right when he has the chance to wipe out the Dalek race before they're born? And she was saying, I gave her every chance. I told her not to. I told her not to. Um, I thought that was that was actually really interesting. And look, I'm a fan of Ruth. Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth. Sign me the fuck up. I mean, I, you know, I want to see more of her. I, I hope now we have more episodes over the, the coming weeks that touch on this. And I would love to see Dr. Ruth with time. the current uh, the current master. She'd kick his ass up and down the oh, block. Yeah. I mean, this is a ballsy doctor we haven't seen in a very long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. since... The Time Lord, you know, unchained. The Time Lord, angry. The Time Lord uh, at the end of Tenants era. We have yet to see that. We have not seen that in such a long time in any iteration. We did get it from Capaldi. We or we saw some, you know, bits of it from uh, from Matt Smith, but they never followed through. In a good man goes to war, and the Pandorica opens where he, you know, he's standing in Stonehenge, and he's like, you know, I'm here, you know, come through me, and everybody buggers off. 
Um, but this is a doctor. I mean, and this is an opportunity that could be really amazing for Doctor Who, where we have a doctor who is fresh from Hartnell sensibilities, second or, you know, first regeneration, who brooks no bullshit, isn't afraid to twat somebody and, you know, doesn't want people to die. But the bullshit meter is full and nobody's coming through. <laughs> and I, I got to say, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I want to see more of that. And yet yeah, this could be, you know, a new series, uh, a new series spinoff. I doubt either Chibnall or the asshats at the BBC have the wherewithal to execute this. I would, this but is where I would listen to a big finish series with uh, this could be, yeah. this could be big finish, but um, yeah, I mean the crossover potential potential could, I mean, she could, you know, we had, we had John Hurt for a very short time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is the um, third anniversary of his death last week, actually. Yeah. Oh. Um, you know, rest in peace. Um, we had him for too short a time. We never got to explore him. McGann, we never really got to explore. Ten uh, Eccleston was gone too soon, and he had a bit of anger in it. I would love to see this doctor get some time beyond Big Finish. I would love to see this doctor get her own spinoff where we can actually look at her and where she goes. Now, between now and the end of the season, I hope Chibnall has the wherewithal to complete this current arc and set her on her way with oh. a view to wherever she needs to go and the adventures that she has. Jodie is confirmed for a third season. Yeah. She has announced that she's confirmed for a third season. We know we're not going to get that third season for, uh, for at least another two years because... Chris Chibnall is a lazy fat fuck. <laughs> um, but what about developing something with Ruth and with, I mean, the dream, the dream for me would be Russell T. Um, that would be just amazing. Even if it was just like four spec where we got to see Ruth after the loss of her husband, the loss of the man she loved, getting through this. My worry is that Chibnall will offer and we'll get uh, at the end of the season and we'll have some cheesy ass whatever um yeah so there you go there you go what was that what an episode of our podcast and what of an episode of doctor who this week i think there's so much we haven't even talked about there's so much i mean this hype the lone cyberman uh you know who is after jack um the whole gallery i think that was more, i think that was so that was a throwaway i think when, yeah. I mean, the, the, those the, those nano the alliance. Um, well, the, could, the nanogenes yeah. is a callback from the empty child, hmm. um, and apparently the time scoop was a callback from the five doctor. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Chibnall does know his Doctor Who. Yeah. It's just he has he's been so quick to cram so much shit in that's designed to piss people off. If he paced himself and was more selective, people wouldn't push back. And uh, we had this discussion again in the, in, in, the, in the Twitter feed. RTD was one of the most inclusive Doctor Who writers ever. He's the guy who brought openly gay and bi characters into Doctor Who. He brought, you know, um, characters of, you know, various minorities across the board. Uh, yes, we know his doctors were white guys, but 
you know, we had Martha, we had Captain Jack, we had, you know, Chris, the, the, the dancing between Christopher Eccleston and, 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 and Captain Jack. We had all manner of same-sex, multiple-sex relationships, and it was handled so well and so subtly in that it felt normal. And with Chris Chibnall, and we had this conversation, if not last week, the week before, Chris Chibnall does subtle the way a Jadoon charges into a situation. And if he could develop that level of subtlety, he could be elevated. And if he could turn around and say, I'm actually happy to write Doctor Who every fucking year for the next five years and give me 12 episodes and I will do X amount of this to be the, you know, inclusive and I will ease it in because people get scared when you ram stuff down their throats. And if he brings in writers who can deal with that subtlety, I have no problem with the, the, the first regeneration of the doctor being a middle-aged black woman. I fucking love it. I love Ruth. I'm team Ruth. I have no problem. Well, there, I am. Yeah, there yeah. have, um, you know, I'm, I'm just looking through a Doctor Who wiki right now, the fan on the fandom page, and they, they specifically reference some of the sort of weird offshoot Doctors, like the uh, the Doctor known as Merlin. Um, you know, there was uh, you know the the Doctor in the Seven Keys to Doomsday, the Doctor in the Cabinet of the Light, and how they're they're sort of these weird little. Uh, kind of side stories, the doctor, but but Ruth to me seems like the most intriguing out of out of all of them because she's just just a badass. And this is you know, if they had if they had launched series eleven last year, or whatever this in the Doctor thirteen with Ruth, um, you probably would have had a lot of backlash initially. But I think who she, what she is is just this awesome spark of light that uh that doctor who needs some I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with her so um while maybe, we're look um, one thing <laughs> that we need to discuss um and i'm sure it'll come up um you know i know we need to to make sure everybody's got got their things out and i know i'm aware i'm dominating the conversation but this That's is right. what happens when i've been drinking um let's talk <laughs> about, it's about t- how the show was way better because yeah because Sorry, what you dropped you dropped out the whole, because it, you said it was way better. The companions were not around the doctor yes. again. Well, Thanks. let's talk. Let's talk about the companions. Let's talk about Tosin Cole, who plays Ryan Sinclair, who has landed a part on an American yeah. TV series, um, who may not be able to continue in Doctor Who. So that first, you know, we've talked about trimming down. We've talked about downsizing. We've talked about outsourcing, whatever you want to call it. But might Ryan be a casualty of this season, which would leave Graham and Yasmin as the two, which would be a really interesting dynamic. Look, I, I got to say, uh, again, I think Ryan, uh, you know, Ryan Tosin Cole, I think he, all three companions are great, but it's too much. They don't get an, uh, a chance to shine. It's been a little ridiculous. I mean, uh, you know, Tosin in particular shined in the um, in the episode, the Rosa Parks episode last year mm-hmm. or two years ago. Uh, if he steps aside, he doesn't need to be replaced. And then we are dealing with Yasmin and Graham. You know, they're dealing with his loss. 
And that, I think, might make a great dynamic moving forward. I'd be sorry to see him go, but let's face it. Three, you know, those three people, the pie is divided so much. They're living off scraps. I don't know that I'd be sorry to see him go, but I think I don't think I'd be sorry to see any of them go right now. I don't think he brings anything to the show. And I think part of that is because he's he suffers at the hands of a fucking four person TARDIS. I think if you got rid of any of them except Graham, Graham stays forever. Graham stays forever. Um, I don't. I, I think they're interchangeable right now. But do I think you could tell way better stories with three of them, and even better stories with two? But if you do keep the three and want to deal with the loss of the other, particularly Graham, who loses his grand, grandson, his grandson, yeah. uh, and Yaz, who finally admits her feelings, only to have him taken away by Cyberman yeah. or Daleks or whatever. That's some emotional great... shit. Yeah. I think, you know, I actually think um, with that news coming out, uh, I. I He's going to be the leading role role in that show. Um, I think we lose all three companions. I think we get a new companion next uh, Good. season. I think that's that's likely most likely what's going to happen um, in that case. But that's that's me predicting. I like I I, I like they them individually, but yeah. I don't like them together. The this is a case where the sum of the parts is much less. Is the the sum of the is greater than the less than the whole? I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Them together you. is not good in them separately. There you go. It's not contributing anything. We've talked about this now for <laughs> no. multiple episodes. Like, it's the same as last week. If I asked you to tell me three things you liked about any of them, and it could be literally any three things, I don't think you could name anything. I'd immediately gravitate toward toward Graham. Yeah, of course, of course. So, well, but I, I just thought well, here we were oh, again. Here we were again. Uh, the, 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 the episode was better when Jody got to be the doctor. She got to be away from them and do some emoting and some proper acting. And then, you know, they wind up – essentially now they've just settled in the role of like they're just a three-man support crew, right? Yeah, and yeah. honestly, if, if we get the rest of the season where they're just putzing around on random adventures – but, you know, ultimately they wind up being uh, narrative fodder for this doctor to act depressed at, you know, her home being burned down and frustrated that her friend and enemy did it again. And then now has this mind fuck of another doctor that she can't remember. And these people from Gallifrey, like another part of Gallifrey that shouldn't exist. Like, yes, let them stand there and, and fucking spout exposition at me all they want. As long as it gives me more of this side of Jody, which we so desperately needed, we so desperately needed this. You, I, I I totally agree with you, and and you know just some of the narrative stuff in this episode that we we talked about it, and I think it was the Spyfall Part Two episode. Um, the thing that still sort of gets me, and this is me sort of making a weird like weird conjecture predictions, is that our Doctor Twelve, Doctor Twelve. Keeps or is Doctor Thirteen? Sorry, Doctor Thirteen continues to say, "My Gallifrey doesn't exist anymore. Your Gallifrey might, but my Gallifrey." So there is a dual Gallifrey, and we know from things we've known in the past, Gallifrey is sort of in this weird. Doesn't matter when in time it is; it's always in its sort of own time bubble. So I'm. This is where I'm most curious about how things progress with the story here. And, and again, we've, we made that multiverse theory, which would open up so many awesome ideas to Doctor Who going forward that wouldn't break, uh, I don't think it would break Doctor Who, but either way, this whole Gallifrey angle and how Gallifrey's always just been, 
out of arm's reach for the doctor, even in that 50th anniversary episode, which, which kind of took place, you know, in Gallifrey. Um, apart from that, Gallifrey has always been out of reach. And so I'm really hopeful that we come back to Gallifrey in some meaningful way. And it's not just in a single episode, but it's sort of this, you know, it becomes a sort of recurring recurring thing somewhat you know it, as recurring as the daleks i guess you could say or the cybermen yeah because um, gallifrey is so important to the doctor and they've kept it away from the doctor yeah yeah i will say one thing that did bug me about this episode is that this and this is sort of i don't know if it's weak writing or just kind of how these things go but all of this could have been solved with the question all they had to ask each other was how old the other one was yeah just like true. Just take fucking 90 seconds to compare some notes instead of acting like you're super uncomfortable and then immediately leaving each other. And, yeah, you, yeah she wouldn't have to be sulking around with, with, with Dr. Ruth floating out there, you know? Mm-hmm. So that bugs that does bug me a little bit. Um, and if this does wind up being what I think is going to happen, I, oh my God, I want it to be an alternate universe so bad. Because the idea of, like, David Tennant hinted at it that, like, oh, when the Time Lord dimension hop and could be back for tea. And of course, there was a multiverse or whatever. But then, with the Time Lords, went that, and you know, everything kind of got worse. I mean, we already saw it with David Tennant's like humanized Doctor, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, I would love that, but I, I really do think we're going to get Chibi messing with Time Lord lore here, and the Doctor is going to become even more of like a Time Lord focused deity, um, going back pre Hartnell. And I think it's just going to change everything forever i think the regeneration cycle is going to become essentially moot i think the numbering is going to become useless like do you, do you watch um, good place by any chance yes yes yes, yes. so you've are I'm you caught one, up to good place I'm, I'm, i missed last week's but i'm one okay one. all right oh, shoot. i don't even want to i don't know if i want to bring it up um because there's kind of this interesting part about that, that they mentioned during last week's episode that because uh, this week is the last episode that's yeah. a great short makes well, me sad I, everybody I, should I, watch the good place I, yeah, everybody should watch a good place. Um, there's awesome timey wimey stuff in there, and I, they have they do have Doctor Who references. You know, every once in a while you'll see something pop in. I, I will say this, <clears throat> and this is sort of in life, and and this is a theme that's been in the Good Place, and the theme that's been in Doctor Who, kind of what I brought up earlier. But when you know that your life is eventually ending, you're going to put more meaning behind the things you do and the things you say and, and the people you interact with. And what's been great about Doctor Who is that doc, the doctor always knows that his or her life is ending and that the cycle will repeat with a new face and a new doctor. And it's the same person, but not the same person. And so I think that's what's made Doctor Who so terrific. And I really hope that doesn't get thrown away. But I guess we'll see. Well... I'll. I I think we're gonna have to do our final thoughts because we're we're like we've blown past the hour and a half mark. I think we're at, we're at right now. This has been. A I mean, this is a game changing episode, a game changer. and I, it's the most I've been invested since Jody took over. Yeah, same here. Same here. I'm gonna be rewatching this episode at least one or two more times. Yeah, um, I liked I liked yeah. it. I mean, obviously, I said I liked it. Sorry, I had to step away. Um, Spike the Spike the Time Lord dog decided he <laughs> needed to. Uh, have a pee. We've, um, we've figured it out. Your your dog is the Time Lord. There's a whole cycle of regenerations where Time Lords are just dogs. He just turns up and saves me. Yeah, that's what funny. can I say? Um, yeah, I. This Final gives thoughts. me hope. Okay. It gives me hope. Hope is a cruel mistress because <laughs> Moffat gave me hope uh, so many times. 
the beginning of Chibnall's run gave me hope. And my hope has been crushed more times than I've been in hospital in the last three years. Um, if he can take this to a satisfying conclusion that does appease and, you know, appease all camps, which is a hard thing to do, um, I will be very, very happy. Um, it's almost as, uh, almost as if this new season started last week. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's forget about, you know, Spy Balls, which was atrocious. Uh, last, uh, um, and then the one that Four followed seven. it. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but let's look at the Tesla episode, which was a great historical episode with more subtle commentary, mm-hmm. that, which is what's needed for Doctor Who. It needs to be smart. Last night's episode. The fact that last night's episode was inches from greatness what only comes down to those inches being we needed to think about it more. We needed to do research because so much was left undone. And that's all unsaid. And that's where some of the stuff does need to be explained because obviously anybody who's been down the Reddit rabbit hole, which we you know tend to do as hardcore Whovians, some of those rumors terrify us um, because of what it does to canon. And I, I, canon's there for a reason. Fixed point in time. Let's make some of these Doctor Who events fixed points in time. Um, if he can evolve beyond, you know, over the next other uh, coming episodes and build to a satisfying finale for the season, I will be exceptionally happy and I will cancel the taxi for Chibnall. <laughs> You'll call back the Uber. Well, how about we do this? Let's let's wrap this up. We'll give our rating, and then uh, and we'll get excited for for next week. By the way, I do hope that um, everybody liked our sort of experiment last week, as we we took some time to catch up on a bunch of episodes. We've the feedback on social media has been fantastic, and maybe we'll try to do some of this stuff um, again in the future. But uh, uh, yeah, we'll 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 kind of go for it. In fact, you know, if you'd like, leave us uh, some tweets. And maybe we'll, if there's some cool stuff, maybe we'll sort of address it after the, you know, after next week's episode and do sort of a little mini, a mini escapade afterwards. But before then, let's give our ratings. How many out of out of five time lords? How many? Uh, let's go to do? let's go to five broken glass. Okay, out of yeah, there you go. Out of uh, five broken glass time lord wakey wakey uh, alarm clocks, what do you give this episode, Marcus? No, Dali, you tell us. Uh, okay, fine. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it a five because it it blew my mind in many different ways. Shawnee, Shawnee, Sean? Five. It's just too big. It's too big, and it was fun, and it was batshit crazy, and I have so many more things I haven't even talked about on this podcast. Like, maybe it's going to be a Crisis on Infinite Earth-style fucking crazy timeline convergence, or maybe she's an incarnation between a second and third Doctor, because yeah, the sonic screwdriver was actually introduced, but it really basically just turned nuts and bolts at that point, and wasn't the whiz-bang, get-out-of-everything-plot device that it is now. Or, maybe it's more sort of like, it's all a dream, and there's some celestial toy maker or something that would be a really nice hand wave away for all these shitty Chibnall seasons. 
I don't know. I can keep going and going. I'm running out of breath. It's a five. It's fucking crazy. I, I reserve the right to change my my score when it comes down to it and Chibi fucks it all up. And it's a pre hartnell <laughs> version. And it's the timeless child. And the doctor is the reason Gallifrey's can regenerate in the first place. And all this other crazy bullshit that he's going to fuck up. But for now, it's a five out of five. You know, I'm so sorry I talked way too much tonight, Sean, because I think you could have just ranted for me and I got to listen to it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts. Oh, my head's on fire. I'm like the Dr. Donald. I'm so sorry. Please carry on. Look. No, 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 no. <laughs> what's what, what's your rating, Marcus? Uh, I am, because hope has been burnt a lot in the past, um, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Okay. Sure. Uh, but I reserve the right at the end of the season when we re-rank every episode yeah. Yeah. to to uh, increase that. Um, or lower I, you know, it, depending on what happens. Yeah. I mean, Chibnall has done the most evil thing you can do to a hardcore Whovian in that he has given me this hope. Yep. And if he fulfills it, then he will have my love. And if he... God help him if he screws it up. <laughs> we'll because, find him. <laughs> because, you know what? I will go back to the UK. I will, I will put poop in paper bags on his doorstep <laughs> and set fire to them. Um, and oh, actually, on that note, as I've discussed with you guys, I am actually going back to the UK in a couple of weeks. Ooh, Me too. Um, oh, that's right. You guys are. I know we're, we're we're going to wave at each other. Yeah. When you know, um, and, and here's the sad part: the final episode of the season. Um, I will be here. I will not be here for the penultimate episode, uh, episode nine. So we'll have to. It's going to be a really weird scheduling uh, towards the end of the season. So expect. Um, Expect some, you know, some craziness to take place while we we sort of uh, figure out how we're how we're going to do this. So, okay. I'll, I'll be able, I'll be able I'll be probably be able to record from the UK. And one of the things I'm going to do, I mean, there's no Doctor Who exhibition uh, in Cardiff oh, anymore, so, but I am going to take some time to look around and evaluate the collectible situation. Okay. And, and I'm 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 going to see. I'm actually going to do something that I have I haven't done in. Mm. Good God, 30 plus, 40 plus years. I'm going to sit down and watch an episode live with my mum. Oh, that which is, is yeah, which is something, you know, we haven't done since I was a kid. That's fantastic. Um, that is yeah, fantastic. and I will give my mum's feedback. So yes. Chibnall better be on his game in about three weeks' time because uh, you think I'm a harsh critic. He hasn't met Moira Jones <laughs> yet uh, because she, she would kick his ass up and down the Wow. <laughs> well, with that, Marcus, make sure you ask her what she thinks about the Morbius doctors. Oh, geez. carry on, Dolly. Uh, let's wrap this up. Let's uh, let's we'll reconvene next week on this show. You can find us individually. First, first and foremost, you can find us at Lonely Tardis on Twitter, lonelytardis.com, Lonely Tardis on all of your social media platforms and uh, podcast networks. Please rate and review us. Please share us. Because it, it, it helps, uh, you know, the more likes you give us, the more ratings you give, um, really really does help. Can't say that enough. Uh, you can find us individually. I'm at Dolly Domofsky all over the place. Sean Norton, where can we find you? At Sean Norton on Twitter. Marcus Beer, where may we, where may we find you? Uh, I'm at Annoyed Gamer, and if you don't please go back to last Saturday night and find my Torchwood tweet. Share that. Yes. Put some pressure on BBC Wales. Let's get Captain Jack... Let's get Gwen Cooper back on our TV screens. 
beyond little cameos. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get a more grown-up sci-fi Hoover's going. Let's get Doctor Who expanded again. I mean, obviously, we may not be able to have, um, you know, the, the Sarah Jane Adventures or the equivalent equivalent thereof. We don't want another class. But let's have some Torchwood series moving forward. Uh, John Barrowman is obviously immortal. He doesn't age. So let's do this. Yes. Let's just get it going. Let's look, you know, let's campaign for Madame Vastra. The pattern let's, of gang. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Let's get this shit going. Be vocal Hoovians. Um, and, you know, not dicks like me. And with that, we're getting our shit going and we're zooming off into another space and time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode Fugitive of the Jadoon, we hope to hear from you and hope to share with you our thoughts next week on The Lonely Thomas. What if she was bringing you to YouTube?